0: say good afternoon. Excuse me. Good afternoon and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I've been up since five, so I could have did this at five this morning, but I know it's Monday and I know for some strange reason we all been kind of sluggish these past couple of days and Thanksgiving is Thursday. So I said, well, I'm gonna take my time. I ain't in no rush. The message is going to get out. So at first I was like, uh, oh, can't be a, a bad message. Can't be a, I don't want nobody to take it as a sub, you know. But I knew this message since yesterday. First of all, let me tell you, welcome to the Back Porch conja. I'm Ephi Bayo. Grab a seat, grab a chair, grab a blanket, sit down, sit right here on the step. I don't care. Grab you something to drink, some water, some juice. It's 3 o'clock somewhere, drive your drink, a fruit drink, whatever, tea, coffee, whatever, because we going to talk today. might be a little emotional, might get a little bitter. No, she did not. It might be, mm, could be saying thank you, hallelujah. It could be so much that could have been taken from this message today, but I knew it needed to get out because I thought about it yesterday. First of all, shout out to my granddaughter, my first granddaughter ever born, Rabbit. She is 11 years old today. I remember the day she was born. So she was my first granddaughter. My daughter Isha already had her two sons. My daughter youngest daughter kept on saying she was having a boy, but I already saw the vision. I knew it was going to be a girl. I knew. I had her name picked out. Because I have a rule. Every firstborn, I name. Even though they try to defy me and go against it, still works out in my favor. As my mother said, so shall I. So, when she was in labor, I ran over there to the hospital. And the nurses was there. Here, these two white women, they didn't know what was going on. My daughter's laying there, you know, she's going through the labor pains, and I'm singing. And I'm singing because I'm telling her, I need this baby to come in in a positive environment. I want her to know that when she comes into this world today, it's nothing but positive. Nothing, nothing negative when not walk in this room. So the two white nurses, they didn't know what was going on. So they started singing too. They started singing. She said, how you pronounce the words? I said, ah, shay So my daughter's sitting there, you can't be doing that. I said, I will suffocate you with this pillow. Shut up. I had my son outside guarding the door. And we chanting. We chanting in there. I'm talking about the vibration. Whatever was in there, it ran that day. Because on November 22nd, 11 years ago, it ran that day. So here she was, but I had to get back to work. So I ran back to work because I already changed the energy of the nurses, of my daughter, of the room. The energy was changed. So I had to get back to work. So when my son went back up there, so when it was time, he came into the store to come and get me. And he said, she had the baby. I said, okay, I know. It was just something I already knew. And he said, it's a boy. I said, I know you lying. She had a girl. I said, her name will be Imani. And my daughter, no, no, it's not going to be Imani. I said, okay. I said, I'm telling you, I named firstborns. I don't know why you going against the grain. Ah! But see, spirit already knew. I understood the assignment my daughter did. My granddaughter's name is Faith. Imani, translated in English, is Faith. I didn't have to worry about it. Still. Got to name her. And baby. So she wouldn't open her eyes. They called my son. He came and got me. He was like, come on. We got to go up to the hospital. So we went up there. And, you know, everybody, family and everybody was there on his side. You know, the daddy's side. Shout out to him. And she wouldn't open her eyes. And when I walked in, I started singing. Ah, Lola. Mm, 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 mm. Ah, Lola. And her eyes busted open. And the grandmother said, wait, why? My daughter looked and said, my mother was singing to my stomach every night. I sure was. Every chance I got, I would sing to her stomach. I would sing, in yeah, my yah songs. I would sing, uh, Oshun songs. Yeah, 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 oh. Oshun, Oshun, oh, I remember, what? I would sing to my daughter's stomach every night. So, when she came out in the world, she didn't hear that song. She didn't hear that that vibration. She didn't hear it. But when I walked in the door, I started singing. And my son was standing there. He said, only my mother. And they all was around the room and her eyes popped open. But the reason why she got her name rabbit, I used to tell my daughter, go to sleep while she's sleeping. I'm telling you, I, I got this. Okay, new mama. Alright, no mama. Oh, oh, I got this. Three, four o'clock in the morning. Rabbit woke, bright eyed and bushy tail, eyes open. Cause see I, I understood the assignment. When she take a nap, I would take a nap. So here it is, my daughter. Ma can you take her? Oh my god, I need sleep and she won't go to sleep. And me and her just be up. I be singing to her, I be talking to her. So she was like good month. Month and a half. Anything I ate, I would let her taste it, right? So after a while, maybe about two weeks in, my daughter noticed she's sleeping through the night. So I would hide it. I had to do the same thing with my daughter Isha. So I would hide it. I buy the cereal. You know how you give them a little bit. You wait for two hours and see if they allergic. The barley, the rice. You know you gotta see. So I would put it on the tongue while three or four o'clock in the morning, while my daughter sleep. And she didn't have no reaction. So I said, okay. So I made her a little bottle at first and put a little cereal in it. Baby, she would tear that up. And she was getting fat. So when my daughter took her to the doctor, the doctor was like, what do you feed her? Here's my daughter. I only give her milk, like you said, and water. Ain't no fucking baby going to live up for no damn milk. That's why she hollering in the middle of the night. She's hungry. So then I started giving her a little bit and a little bottle. Carnation milk and carol syrup. But that's fattening. You know, the new babies, they tell on you. Old babies, they ain't tell. My Medicaid kids, they have a problem with that. I fed my two oldest, the Medicaid kids, Carnation Milk and Carol, syrup. They was fine. I fed my private insurance goddamn kids. They became obese. So, rabbit was the same way. Her ass started getting fat. And then, she took it to the doctor. And the doctor was like, look, then you need to change the milk because you're feeding it too much. Back up because she's getting fat. You know, she's getting a little bit too big. That's the doctor. Right? I ain't no doctor. I'm a grandmama. I'm a mama. I been, I done sat around the old women. Don't tell me. I, I challenge the doctor each and every day. So my daughter come in and I forgot. I hid it under the sink. She in there snooping. Mom, wh- where's the where's the garbage bag? I said, right there in the drawer. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. And then she found the food. I knew it. I knew it was so because I was feeding her right. The doctor said, you can't feed her. I said, she sleeping too tonight? Yeah. I said, then give her a little bit. I said, I was giving the three bottles. The small ones, though, four ounces. I said, you know, four times three is 12. So, you know, that that a little bit too much. But, okay. So, we just give her one. At night, she was sleeping. She was sleeping. She wasn't, she wasn't up all night. So, and my daughter, oh, you too much. Child was giving. Whatever I was eating, she was eating. For real. She would take that, her little tongue's out. I said, uh-huh, she liked that. If <laughs> I was eating collard greens, She was eating collard green juice with a little bit of cornbread. I put it in her. She just teared up. But today, her birthday, she 11 years old first granddaughter. I went crazy. I was in the shop and I went and I went into the store and the girl was like, um, I grabbed two shopping carts and the girl was like, um, I wish my mother would do that. I just had a baby. I said, anything I put in there for my granddaughter, you put for your, for your baby. She said, you service." I said, yeah, you push one. i push one. She was working. It was in Walmart down in Atlanta, right off of, uh, Peachtree Industrial. And uh, she was like, "For real?" I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah. Whatever I put in there." And I brought this chair, and it, you know, it rocked. And Rabbit loved it. And she was sitting there and rocked It rocked automatically. Put the batteries in it. And she was like, "Oh, my baby, my baby girl." I said, "Put it in there, baby. Just put it in there." I didn't even I didn't even know that girl, but I just knew I was just so happy to have my first granddaughter. I had two grandsons. I had my first granddaughter. She was She was bald. Rabbit was bald. She still is to an extent. Now she 11 and she, everything is purple. G- 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 ghetto grandma, you gonna buy me a, a purse? I said, what's a purse? A pocketbook? Yes, a woman needs a purse. You, you ain't no woman. Sit down. And it has to be purple. If it ain't purple, I don't want it. Set your country behind down. But you, I love them. I love each and every one of them. But she 11 now. Anyway. Also, today is my godmother, you know, Benicia Young Madrina. Today is her santo birthday. May Yemaya continue to bless you, heal you, and help you through. May those waters of her everlasting life watch over you. You cannot forget the ashe that was placed on your head. Now, I know some of y'all may not agree with that, but I ain't like you, and we ain't the same. She may never hear this. Somebody may tell her. But uh, happy Santo birthday, Madrina. You know? And may yamaya continue. my yamaya every day of my life. You know? I do. I, I love the fact that she did. She put a J on my head. She birthed me. I'm forever grateful for that. Thank you. So anyway, back to uh, the reason why. I was sitting in here yesterday and that st- that song is i told the storm i told the storm and that song is very emotional for me because it starts out even though your winds blow i want you to know you caused me no alarm because i'm safe in his arms even though your rain falls i can still make this call let there be peace. Now why can't hate go away? I command you to move today because of faith. I have a brand new day. The sun will shine and I will be okay. That's what I told the storm. I told the storm to pass storm. You can't last. You got to go away. I command you to move today. It says, You don't have a choice in the matter. You have to seize. That's what I told the storm. Then it says, I said I won't be defeated. You have to go. But this part right here. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I don't have to worry about a thing. The more, I'm more than a conqueror of you, Jesus Christ. And he's going to bring me out. All right. Yes, he is. It's amazing grace that brought me safe this far, and grace is going to lead me home. I told the storm, baby <clears throat> let me tell you why that storm is that song I told the storm it's so emotional when I was at Yahoo, I was in the shelter in a homeless shelter in Brooklyn and Here I am in all white. They did allow me to bring my ruler, my SU, and my Ori with me. I was grateful for that. And I had my own room, my own little room, in a big school building where it housed maybe over 300 ladies. I had my own room on the third floor. Right? And the room was five. Look at that. Five and three. (laughs) And you had to go through one room where two sisters were. And then you'll get to my room. And I would clean it. Right? Kept it clean. I had a little plug-in thing in there. I set it up where um, I had my phone as my TV. And it smelled really pretty, and I had issue there. And the girls, they didn't know about religion. They just knew I wore white. And they felt so safe. I'm serious. They felt so safe. Two, two sisters, and they would be like, Mama's in there, and that's what they would call me. Mama's in there. Mama's in there. And I wasn't broken, but I was hurt. I was hurt. Because I lost everything, right? When I tell you they separated me from everybody and everything that I didn't have nobody else to depend on but my ego and my Arisha. That's it. And the kindness of strangers. That's all I had. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. I didn't have none of that. So in my year in white, it was just me, dog. And the kindness of strangers. Because my family wasn't there. Not even my children. I um these two girls became my daughters, so to speak. If somebody came in that room, they'd be like, hey, hey, nah, uh-uh, what you what you in here for? That's my room back there. You 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 don't go in there. And they said they would sleep. Cause they would look and make sure Eshu was in the corner. Seriously. And I would be taunted by the security. It was a lady; she was security and her crew, and they would taunt me. Um, why she don't? Why she special? Cause I had my bracelets on, I had my all white on, I had my beads, and my head was covered. I make sure I had my white umbrella, you know. Um, and they were like. Why is she special? Because I didn't have to walk through the metal detector. Because one of the cops knew what I was going through of being a wall He said, nah, she good. She don't, she don't, trust me, she ain't, she ain't going against whatever was told to her. But this female cop and her friends did not care. And I used to be like, oh my God, why, you know, in my head, like, why these chicks just want to mess with me? But I knew I couldn't argue a fight. Then I went, because I was losing my shop, and I went to my daughter's father. And I did. I, I buried my pride, and I asked him, shit, damn, that are bad to I didn't want to lose my shop. And while we was in the car, because I was like, look, you know, I'm coming to you, whatever it is. If you want me to pay you back, double whatever, I just don't want to lose my store. He looked at me. Roosevelt looked at me and said, why should I help you? You're never going to be shit. You're a bum. Look at you. No one wants to be around you. You will never be nothing. You're garbage. And you have to beg me for something. He said, and stop being around my daughter. Because she don't even want to be around you. And I was like, what? He said, where do I need to drop you off at? He said, because I'm tired of looking at you. You a bum. Mind you, I'm an all white. I said, you can drop me off right here at the train. He said, good, because you'll never be shit. He said, look at you. And was laughing at me. Like, yo, you live in a shelter. You a bum. He was like, yo, you a bum. You will never be nothing. Look at you. <laughs> and he dropped me off. Told me to get out his car and laughed while he pulled off. I put my headphones on and that song came on. And when I got to the shelter, right, here are these women that torments me. They're walking in. I'm walking in the building. And she was like, she don't have to take off her stuff. And the other cop was like, yeah, they were cops, but they were, you know, they were there stationed at the shelter in Brooklyn. She said, the other cop was like, I don't know why she's so special. Shit, because she got on white. And it was one cop that said, nah, she don't need, my stand right here. She was like, "You, you, you you don't have to go through there. And when she reached her arm, I saw her ruler bracelet. And I said, okay. And she was like, listen, y'all, y'all can go take a break. She didn't go against them. She said, y'all can take your break now. And they was like, good, because we've been here all day, and we don't want to put up with this shit. And she allowed me. And I had food in my pocket, which I forgot. And I was like, I, she said, no, 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 take all that. She said, take all that. She said, blessings, y'all. And I went upstairs. Because you have to sign in. I went into the cafeteria. <clears throat> I went into the cafeteria. And wait, let me back up because when I got there, right, let me back up. I want to tell you the whole day, my my ex-husband laughed at me. I got on the train. So I was standing in front of the um, building because when I saw them, I was standing in front of the building and I was eating, you know, what I had in my bag. But I forgot I had food. I had my pockets and my coat and I had food in there. And it was like a sandwich, you know, a cheese sandwich because I didn't eat, I didn't eat meat. And it was a bag of chips. But I had, you know, like a cake and a juice in my hand. And yes, I know, for y'all to come for me. Oh, y'all was not supposed to. Listen, I couldn't bring I left my plate, my cup, and my spoon at my daughter's house. Because the first day I came there, they told me I couldn't bring it. And I didn't want it to ever get destroyed. And it's packed up right now in my Santo stuff. And my, my bag with my sc- my sheet and my towel. I didn't want it to break. So it's packed up and it's sitting there. So I was like, and I explained, I don't want to lose y'all. I don't wanna, I was birthed with y'all. I don't wanna lose y'all. So it stayed there for anybody that's listening and want to come for me. So anyway, while I was sitting in the standing in the vestibule, because it was still daylight, this preacher walked by. He said, Hey sis. <clears throat> We ain't here praying. You want to come in here? I said, yo, no offense. I'm not a Christian. He said, it's okay. All are welcome at the table. So then when I walked in, here these his tormented women that love to torment me. But the young lady said, yo, y'all can go on break. She didn't argue with them. She didn't sit there and go back and forth. She said, hey, y'all can take your break now. When she reached her hand, I saw her ruler brace. I saw her day. So she, um, I went in. You know, and I still had the food and I walked in the cafeteria and, you know, everybody in there, all the Christians that live in there was like, oh, what she's doing here? Oh, oh. So the preacher stood up. He said, oh, you made it. Welcome. And I'm sitting there like, "Okay," And, you know, you had people sitting in there like she ain't no Christian. Why she in here? Well, first of all, it's a cafeteria. Anybody can be in there. That's what I'm saying in my mind. But I knew I couldn't argue with people. So he said, we're going to do a raffle mind you, I was asking my ex-husband for money. I ain't have, I had $2 in my pocket. He said, we gonna raffle off a raffle. He said, you know, and it's $50, $50. So he said, hey, sis, you wanna be in it? I said, listen, I don't gamble, but you know, hey. He said, no, 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 I need you. I need you to participate. I said, Okay. So the lady was trying to hand me the ticket. I said, no, ma'am, I can't take nothing in your hand. You put it on the table. Well, you need to take it from my hand. I said, ma'am, now these are Christian people, right? They're coming, visiting churches. They're coming. She was like, ah, threw it on the, on the table. Okay, because I didn't, I wasn't a Christian, right? So, <laughs> now mind you, on my way to Brooklyn, I heard this song. I told the storm. I sung it. I heard the words. I looked the words up, the lyrics. It just touched my heart. I was like, yo, I'm not going to cry. But inside, I was crying. So she handed the tickets to everybody. First ticket they pulled was mine. He handed me $50. I said, "Yo, thank you. He said, I told you everybody's welcome at the table. This is the preacher. So you have these sisters there. And, you know, so I said, thank you. I was, you know, trying to offer... A donation I give him five dollars so I have forty five dollars right so he said thank you sister I said no nah, thank you and then he said we all need to get together and hold hands and pray tell you no lie, I'm a Yahweh I wasn't touching nobody anyway so here they go I'm I don't want to stand next to her no cause she she's Satan she ain't a Christian pastor Pastor she's not a Christian these are christian people right he said, I saw her standing outside before they stopped praying. He said, I want to say something first. He said, I saw her standing outside. I told her, I said, yo, we're inside, so you're welcome. She said, I'm not a Christian. He said, she was honest. I'm not a Christian. He said, she was honest. He said, and I told her, everyone is welcome at the table. He said, just like Paul. So he told the story of Paula, how Paul was killing Christians and things like that. He said, and then God spoke. He said, you, me, or anyone else can know what this sister's journey is. He said, but to let her say, I'm not a Christian. He said, because she, she she's very open about who she is. He said, and then I asked her, well, do you believe in God? She said, yeah, I believe in the creator. I said, we just don't call him God. We give him a name. His name is Olo Dumati. Everybody standing there looking, looking. He said, today we going to pray. He said, if you don't want to hold a hand, it's okay. He said, but you can't say that you love God and the very creation of God, you disown. Baby, when I tell you that hit, that must have hit maybe about 12 of them that was in that fucking circle. You right. Oh, I'm, I'm working on forgiveness. I shouldn't judge. He said, now let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus. And he started praying. I was sitting in there. I was standing there. I said, thank you. Thank you for uh, to my Egon. Thank you. Because they seen the day I had. And I put, after everything was over, I sat back down away from everybody. And I put that song back in my ear. I said, I told the storm. I tell you no lie. Might have been the Christians praying for me. It could have been God Himself. Could have been Egon, It could have been my Risha. It could have been a multiple of things. Or it could have been all things working together for my greater good. I want to go with the latter. My faith wasn't shaking. That was a confirmation for me. Every day I would hear that song. Because I was going through a storm, baby. And every day. I still got up, faced anything I had to face with faith and love in my heart. Just because my outside influence looked like it was sinking, everybody left. They jumped off the ship. Oh, this bitch can't help us no more. This bitch ain't making money like that. We leaving. Everybody jumped off the ship. Oh, we can't be with this bitch. She ain't got no money. She homeless. She failing. She ain't got shit. Uh-uh. Some folks, well, after you got initiated, you started getting broke. Mm-mm. Or that's what you get when you leave God. Oh, I heard every story. I heard it all. And motherfuckers really turned their back on me. Family, friends, people I thought was my day ones. Oh yeah, you homeless. Oh wow. That's fucked up. You know, wow. Anyway, I just got a new job. I just got this. I didn't look at it as, damn, I'm how you get blessed. I was like, yo, congratulations. Many blessings to you. But while my building was being torn down and I was over there gathering materials to build me a better foundation, motherfuckers left the site. Nobody wanted to work with me. But strangers was handing me bricks and hammers and semen and water to build my foundation. Strangers, the... The love of a stranger. Then I got transferred. One day I came in and they said, hey, you going to Manhattan? I was like, okay. Got transferred. But before I got transferred, the crew of the security, the police women, got their ass handed to them on a platter. When he said no weapon, he didn't say no weapon wouldn't be formed. He said it won't prosper. And in the Bible, it said, touch not my anointed or do my prophets no harm. But I love Joshua 1 and 9. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage. Be neither afraid or dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with you, wheresoever you go. So with that, I'm walking in. And the cops got their time cut. They got in trouble. They got suspended because they hours and their money wasn't adding up. The time. The time that they had and the time that they were saying didn't add up. So they got suspended. So for a good week and a half, I ain't see them, which was beautiful. My enemies that was in the shelter with me. I'm talking about I knew them from in the street, running around. Small world. You always running into people. This chick, she was she was known for walking up on you and spitting on you and then trying to cut you. She was known for that. I was sitting there saying, Baba going." you told me not to fight and argue. You told me that you got me. I'ma stand on it. I ain't gonna say nothing. That next morning when I came down, that girl was surrounded by about good maybe nine to six or nine police officers. They took her ass out of there in handcuffs. I said, okay, whatever it is. And everybody that was getting on my nerves, they shooed them away. It wasn't there. I was grateful for that part. So when I went to Manhattan, I saw the girl. I said, damn it, damn it. I saw that girl one time. I ain't see her no more. Then I was, (laughs) we was in the room. It was one, two, three, four. Five. Five. It was five of us in the room. It was a girl on one bed. It was me. It was this other girl. It was a Russian lady. It was an African lady. So one, two, three, four, five, six. It was six of us. It was an African lady and it was this girl. So this girl, she wanted to befriend me. You know, and I would talk to her every so often. But I really stayed by myself. And... There was this other girl that stayed next to me. She would come in drunk and she would fuck with people. And then it was the Russian lady that was racist. She called all us niggas every day. And I would come in, do what I needed to do, say my prayers, put my white on. And the girl that was trying to befriend me, in my face, she was nice. Behind, she would laugh at me. I found that out when I walked in. She thought I had left. And I walked in and she was like, yeah, she looks stupid in that way, right? (laughs) And when I walked in, she saw me and she was like, no, no, no. I was saying, you know, how other people, I didn't say nothing. I did what I had to do. So she was telling the girl that was next to me a whole bunch of lies. Because I never sat and talked to this girl. I would see her in passing. Hey, how you doing? She asked me about my religion. I'll give her, you know, a very, very, very broad ex- example. What do you practice? I practice Iwabele. What is that? Good character. She your character you're born with, she your character you're gonna die with. So I never had a conversation with her. So she sat there and told this girl a lie. So the girl is sitting there on the side of the bed and she's arguing with me. And I'm sitting there looking at her, like didn't say anything. She's arguing with me, and I'm just sitting there listening to her go off about shit. that. But then when you you don't show up at the war, the war is either going to do one or two things. They're going to throw the first blow, or they're going to go turn against the person that originally started the war. Well, she knew I was still a big chick. She wasn't going to throw no blow. So I was bigger than her. So she turned on the girl, and this is the girl that supposedly befriended me. She said, you told me all of this, and why she ain't saying nothing? Because I think you're lying. So now this chick is sitting there. I didn't tell you that. Don't say She said, no, you did. So they sitting there arguing back and forth. Now the Russian lady was sitting there, and she's like, all oh, y'all niggas need to go to sleep. And it was hot in there. So this is the summertime. You got six women. It's in a big building in Manhattan on Catherine Street. It's a big school. And an old school that they turned into a shelter. And they had a fan going. She would close the window and turn off the fan. Now, we all in there. We are burning up in there. So she was like, I'll break it. So I went and opened the window very kindly. I said, excuse me, ma'am. And I opened the window. And she said, I will hurt y'all niggas. I said, ma'am. I said, I can't speak for them. And this is just what I said. So judge me if you want to. It's okay. White lady sitting here calling us niggas, ain't, ain't too long we gonna sit there. But um, I said, ma'am, um, I'm from the South. Your color been lynching us and killing us from day one since I've been born. I so said, I will wrap you in that bed and set it on fire. And I'll be rightly justified spiritually, not physically. Y'all may go to jail, but trust me, you won't use that word no more referring to me. And I walked back to my bed, she left that damn window open and I went to sleep. Now these two fools are still arguing. Then the girl winds up walking out, right? So let me tell you, before you start, and I learned a valuable lesson that day. This is why I'm sharing all this with you. Before you start getting on people and seeing why they're angry, you need to know why they have the pain. What causes this anger? Well, I learned that night. So the young girl that was sitting there cursing me out and started arguing with the other girl, she left. And she came back. And she was drunk. She was high. I mean, she was all messed up. She had piss running down her leg. She couldn't lay on a bed. Like, she was so messed up. Messed up. Like, they walked her upstairs, two girls, and dropped her on the bed, right? Now, mind you, the chick she was arguing with ran to go get, you know, the staff. I came in, they called the ammo lamps, right? And the emergency people, and they came. And they was ready to shoot her with something, I guess to bring her down or whatever. But it was that Russian lady. She said, uh-uh. And when I tell you, this bitch started reciting. I don't mean to call her a bitch, but she started reciting and telling them some medical stuff. But in layman's terms, it was whatever they was going to give her would have killed her. It would have counteracted to whatever drug she had because the Russian lady was outside and saw her or whatever she was doing. Saw what she was taking or sipping on or whatever. And she told them and they, they, they had to grab her. They put the oxygen mask on her. They started hitting her chest and all of that so in the process because she done pissed all over the floor she threw up so the girl that was arguing with her was sitting there complaining i ran got the cleaning stuff because i wasn't trying to wait for the bed is next to mine so i wasn't trying to wait for ever to smell that shit it's hot the fan is slightly blowing so i went put bleach well you're not supposed to bring bleach let me tell you that so i had the blue the blue bleach Pour that in there i found some uh liquid cleaner in the closet And I put some water in there and I mopped. At first, I grabbed three towels and scooped that shit up, put a plastic bag on my hand and scooped it up, threw it in the bag and grabbed that mop and started mopping. Then I wound up mopping the whole goddamn floor. And when you mop, it gets kind of cooler. And then that smell was really pretty because you got all of us in there and the smell was really pretty. And the Russian lady said, that's all she knew. When she came here in America, cause she wasn't from here. That's all she knew was the black people were niggers. They were nasty and they would fight her and they would pick with her. So she, that's her way of defending. I'm not making excuses for her, Don't get me wrong, but that's all she knew. And she, all in her head is, I have to get y'all because I already know y'all gonna hurt me because all other black people hurted me. But she was a nurse. Here, this woman was a nurse. And you and the shelter system with me. I learned that lesson. Everybody's a, che- a paycheck from being homeless. Everyone. In this day and age, in, the, in the, the society we live in, rent is fucking expensive as hell. If you want to live somewhere nice or even decent, you ain't even got to be nice, just decent, you're going to pay two arms, a leg, and seven heads. And if you miss a paycheck, And you ain't got no assistance and there's no way and you want your pride to go. You too would be in that shelter system or you'll go and live with somebody or do something. So doesn't matter what you do. So at that moment, we came to an understanding. I ain't argue with her. She ain't argue with me. And believe it or not, even when I was there, I'll tell you no lie. She would, she would, she ignored all of them, all the other girls. She ignored them. She would ask. Lady in the white, (laughs) you want the window open? You okay? I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I said, if you want to close it, you want to keep it open, it's on you. Because, see, I would take a shower at night, throw my white on and lay down. That's it. So I was good with that. But we came to a mutual understanding. She was abused and beaten and battered by black people or people of color. My people were abused and battered by the women and the people of her color. So that day, we came with a mutual understanding. I don't carry your burdens. You don't carry mine. I'm going to stay in my place. You're going to stay in yours. And hopefully, I gave her a slight little difference. Not all people of color are bad. But I sung and I played that song every single day. Every day, I told my storm, you can't lie. You got to go. Psh, baby. That song got me over millions of hurdles. So did my faith. To believe that I know that storms run out of rain and that the sun will shine. No, my life ain't been as that poem, A Crystal Stare. ain't been great. I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. But a lot of them are choices I made. It may not be the great choice, but it's the choice that I made, and I had to live with it. For every action, there's a reaction. For every decision, there is a consequence. I had to deal with it. I, some I bitched them on. But in the end, I still put my head down, pulled up my bootstraps, and walked on through. But then my pops would sing this song, and I found it, and I would sing that as well. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm is a golden sky and the sweet, simple sound of the lark. Walk on through the storm, walk on through the rain, though your dreams may be tossed and turned. Walk on, walk on, and you'll never walk alone. Physically, I was alone. I was. But spiritually, baby, I had a thousand and more that made sure doors was open. I was protected. I had the things that I needed, not what I wanted. At the end of the day, I had a roof over my head. I wasn't sleeping outside. Knock on wood. I had three hots in a cot, right? I had clean clothes. I could wash my clothes and go on about my business. I didn't have to worry about, you know, somebody saying, hey, no. Now, yeah, I closed my store. But it opened up a chance for me to travel, for me to learn even more. And for all those people that wronged me or did whatever, Spirit and all of them took care of them. And some of them didn't get a bad shot. Some of them just got moved somewhere else. Or I got moved. It was one time I walked in there. They said, we moving you. I said, okay. And they moved me to Delancey Street, where me and a homegirl shared a room. And she used to tell people, because when at first they was like, oh, you can't bring these, these um, objects in here. I said, why? They can bring a Bible. I should be able to bring my belief. So the director was like, well, I can't argue with that. Okay. And my roommate, when they called her and they asked her, you know, is that scaring you or whatever? She said, I'm going to tell you, this is the best time I ever slept. She said, I slept well. I, I sleep knowing that I'm protected. I don't know what it is, but I there's no bad dreams. There's no bad energy. And ever since that girl came in there with, with those things she got, my life has been a blessing. When I tell you we, we just enjoyed, they had snowstorms. They had uh, blackouts. Didn't touch our room. Didn't touch our room. And we stayed having a meal and money. So we were okay, both of us. And when i left i said roommate i gotta go she said oh man you gonna leave i said yeah i'm gonna leave i said but i wish you the best i hope roommate is doing good twin i would call her i hope she doing good i hope that her life is a blessing and she got everything that she wanted out of life because her too would listen to that song i told the storm that song was amazing then it's amazing now Sometimes you have to remember and go back to appreciate. Half of my year, I stayed in the shelter. I was homeless. The other half, I was matter of fact, three months was the only time that I was in the house. After that, the rest of those years, the rest of that year and seven days, I was in the shelter. I didn't have anything, and it took me three years to get my saints. I got dragged. I got dissed. I got talked about. I got befriended. I got laughed at. I got criticized. I still hanged on to my faith. I've been called a nigga more times than I can allow. I've been shunned by family and friends because of my belief and what I believed in i walked down and walked into, I tell you no lie, into a, I was going into the Long Island Railroad. And this lady thought she would try to, her and her friend thought they were going to try to exorcise me of the devil that I was having in me because I had on all white. And the religion I was practicing was a, a, a sacrilege. It was a disrespect to God. And I looked at them in that elevator and I said, I know they lying. And they by the power of Christ, for real, I can't make this up. On Sufton Boulevard, right there in the Long Island Railroad Station. And I said, I know they lying. And while they were standing there praying, I'm standing there by the, the wall. And as long as they ain't touch me, I was letting them do whatever. And when it got out, I jumped out, ran and got on my train and walked on about my business. And left those two fools standing there praying for whoever they thought they were praying for. I was in the middle of the street on in far Rockaway going to the doctor. And the lady told me I was going to hell because of what I believed in. And it wasn't from Africa. It's a lie that I am going to hell because I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I saw an Ephi priestess on Jamaica Avenue. She said, why are you practicing them Spanish people religion? You need to come to Ifa. You are discrediting and disowning your ancestors and you're going to suffer. What you're going to suffer because you don't understand what you're getting into. And that's just for Spanish people. I looked at her, walked around her, went and got my stuff that I needed and took my happy ass home as a Yahoo. I was in a store and <laughs> Tom had went back. Well, no, Tom had went ahead and I had my store. When I was about a month being a Yahoo, I had my store. And I stopped off to get a sandwich, and then I was going home, right? The lady in the store chose to take that moment to embarrass me or try to. She was like, Yahoo, it's night out. What you doing outside? Who crowned you? You shouldn't be out here. Now, mind you, it was all of 4 o'clock. I remember. Time went up. And so did the, well, it was four o'clock, so technically it was five. Let me not even lie, it was five o'clock. So technically it was five, but it was six, right? Because I closed my shop at five. So she's like, oh, Stark, whoever crowned you, they, they you know, you, you should get punished. I waited until she did the whole thing. I'm talking about people who's in the store. I said, one, you wasn't there for my time. Two, Benicia She was like, what? I said, three, time went up. You don't know where I'm coming from. You don't know what I'm doing. So respectfully, one, you could have took me to the side and said something. Secondly, you didn't have to do all that. But thank you for the show. I grabbed my stuff and got back on the bus and took my behind home. Right? I was in Manhattan. Dude looked at me. Yeah, well, what you doing? Going in the house. Once I grabbed me something to drink. Oh, what, What's your crown? Oshun. Oh, those are the bad ones. Oh, my God. Oshun's kids are already problems. What you doing this night out? First of all, it was five o'clock reality. Six, okay. I said, why? Everybody got to come for me. But I just smiled and nod. And kept it going. Kept it going. I did not sit there and entertain people. I tell you all of this because we all go through storms. We all get challenged, we all get belittled, we all get disrespected. It's how you act. And remember, spiritual community, spiritual community, there's nothing wrong with it. It's people that are in the community that sit high and look low and judge people ain't got nothing to do with the spiritual community. Same way ain't got nothing to do with spirit. Same way ain't got nothing to do with eggon. Same way ain't got nothing to do with orisha. Ain't got nothing to do with ori. Ain't got nothing to do with your crown. These are people and people always have to play God. The best one that ever gave me an answer to all of that was the king of oji village when they asked his father, "You're introducing a religion, a belief, another way to people." What do you have to say? He said, I just gave them another way of playing God. And that's what most people will do. But you can't stoop down. You can't jump down on their level. You have to nod, say thank you. And if it's appropriate, pull them to the side, say what you need to say and keep it moving. But don't let it sit and rent space in your head don't allow it to stop you don't sit there and think because these people can do that you tell your storm you're gonna go away you ain't gonna rain all the time i don't give a fuck if you don't have money to worry about rent i don't care if you don't have you're going to be homeless tomorrow or you're to, your man is leaving you or your wife is leaving you or the kids and disrespect to you or somebody don't robbed you baby this storm don't last Trouble don't last always. That storm is gonna run out of rain. You just got to hold still. You got to have faith. You got to keep on going. You got to believe beyond belief. You got to have faith. You say, when they say the size of a mustard seed, you know how small a mustard seed is. But baby, all you need is faith. You just need to know, I can get through this. I'm more than a conqueror. It is amazing grace that brought me this far and grace is going to continue me on. What? Grace is going to continue me on. Baby, I'm telling you today, whoever I'm speaking to, I may be speaking to myself to confirm. You got this. You got this. Tell that storm you don't have no power. You don't have no authority. I don't care if it's your job, your mate, your friends, your family, your cousin, your next-door fucking neighbor, a stranger. It all runs out of water. Everything runs out. Nothing is permanent. Hence why I love living up here in the mountains. Maybe I needed to learn this lesson. It's either yes or no, go or stop, stay or leave, nothing in between. I don't need to know the details. The devil's in the details. I don't need to know that. Just tell me the answer and allow me to go. That's it. But baby, if it's you going through a storm, don't worry about it. Smile, sing. I don't care if your bank account is on negative and Thanksgiving and you don't know where your pool coming from. Say, I ain't worried about it. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. Y'all got me. And when somebody send you an invite or say, hey, I made all this food, I got extra, here you go. Don't turn it down. You got it. Listen, they made sure every need of mine was taken care of. I ain't want for shit. And when I got down to it, I said, oh, I know y'all got me. And what'll happen? Pow, it'll be right there. And i say thank you. So I'm forever grateful. No matter what, I'm forever grateful. That's so why I tell folks, you got to come better than what... Baby, I, I was born for this. I bred for this. I'm telling you, if grace brought you this far, grace is going to lead you on. So my mama say, while you down there, start praying. When you at the bottom, baby, all you need to do is start praying. You're already down there. You're already on your knees. I remember I told my mama that. I said, Mom, I'm so low. I'm so down. You don't understand. She said, good. Why you down there, pray. I said, what? She was like, you're already down there. you might about to make use of the time and the space. Prayer is what gets you. I don't care who you pray to. You can pray to the great eggplant, but prayer gets you through. Hence why we learn to pray. And that'll be another conversation. I know some folks are going to come for me, but come, I'm ready. But prayer works. It works each and every time. Prayer works. We pray as sinners and as Christians as anything when we go through. So we need to stop praying. If you know the more you got pray. Pray. If you know. Uh, A Hindu prayer, whatever prayer that you know, pray it to get you through the day every morning. If you don't know no prayer, the greatest prayer is before you hit your feet on the floor. Thank you, because I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. You start out with a grateful spirit, baby. Watch how the universe start coming together. See, we changed the narrative. We changed the behavior. We changed the way I'm thinking. We don't need to sit amongst people and all you want to do is gossip and worry about what somebody's doing and who they screwing and what they doing. Nah, it ain't got nothing to do with you. We're going to wake up and say, thank you. So that's my spell or my work for you this week. This week, every morning before your feet touch the floor, just say thank you. Prove me wrong because I know I'm not. I've been there. I've done it and I still do it. Before your feet hit the floor, before you jump up to go piss, brush your teeth, or anything, just right when you sit up and you open your eyes, thank you. And let me tell you, like I asked my godmother, I said, hey, what if I had sex and did all that last night? She said, a dirty mouth is an honest mouth. So whatever you did the night before, you woke up, say thank you. Thank you. That's what we're going to do, being grateful for whatever it is. It's not the lessons or the blessings, the... Grateful that you went through it and you live to see another day. You, you went through it. Can't have a testimony unless you pass the test. So, I'm with you today. And each and every day, I'll cheer you on. Listen, if you ain't got faith, I got faith of both of us. Because I done been through it and I already know what they can do for me. So, can't nobody tell me anything. Can't sway me because I already been there. I need you to get here. I'm waiting on you. I ain't going to wait too long, though, because still water gets fall. So I'm waiting on you. I want you to catch up. Got to believe. Build that faith up and learn to say thank you.